Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? That's right. We are socialists, and uh, we also like Game of Thrones. We just did a Game of Thrones um, end cap review recorded just before this one, so we're a little, uh, we're in, we're worn in, well-oiled uh, machine. Um, we're recording that in the future. That's coming out on Monday, so that's going to be live. Oh, I meant we're recording this live, and the other one is the <laughs> the, the the pre-taped call-in show. Soon we're to be live. <laughs> uh, I, I'm good. It's summer. Things is are they whatever. Um, so I had a call at this work today. You know, I work for the Department of State. Take a shot. Anyone that knows that trick. Um, and we've been really fucking busy. And every once in a while, you get a call, a lot of thousands of calls where you're like, holy fucking shit. Uh, and, and it was this guy who, right up front, he said he was an informant for the FBI and he needed to get the fuck out of the country because it wasn't safe for him anymore. And you would think, you know, like, oh, an informant for the FBI, you're going to be safe and get witness protection, all this. That doesn't work that way. They don't do that shit. Um, what they do is they say, well, we got you for this crime. And we're going to put you away in jail where the guys from the rival cartel who are in jail will kill you and you'll have nowhere to run. Or you can rat on your cartel and the, your own cartel will try to kill you and probably will. But at least you can run away and not be trapped in a prison and you have, you know, somewhat of a chance. So I, I realized, he, you know, he says right up front, I'm an informant for the FBI and, you know, he's in Los Angeles you know, he's a Latino man. Um, there's really only one thing he'd be informing on for the most part. Um, but he can't leave. He can't flee the country because he had a, a, apparently a repatriation loan. Like if you're outside the country and you're broke and you need to get back to the U.S., uh, the, our government will pay for you to get back here, but you can't travel again outside the country until you pay back the, the cost of those airline tickets or whatever. Um, and there's no interest. You know, there's not like a racket to it or anything. But uh, he desperately needed to know the phone number for who to contact to make sure that, that you know, after he repaid back that loan that they'd actually released the hold on his passport. And I had no idea what fucking number it is. I had to like search through a huge database to find it. But at the same time, he's like, please, please. Like they could come for me at any moment. They could kill me at any moment. He's, he said that at least three times. Like I'm in a hotel. They could come for me and kill me at any moment. Uh, you know, and I'm like, well, I have two phone numbers. (laughs) Yeah. The world is fucking scary where this is just like matter of fact life for him. And he's pleading Uh with me to help him, try to get, help him get out of the country to save his life. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, what would you even do if all of a sudden you just hear gunshots on the other end of that call? You're just like, what What am I going to fucking do? I don't know what this guy is. Like, like well, okay, next call. Uh, <laughs> thanks for calling National Passport Information Center. Uh, my wait's been really long for my passport. <laughs> like, the next call you get, like... <laughs> oh, I, I've had so many moments like that where you have to switch from someone in crisis to somebody that's just like, well, I haven't gotten it yet. And it's been four days. And it's like, <laughs> do you have any fucking clue like the hell that I just dealt with with somebody oh who actually God. has a real fucking crisis? Um, yeah, no, it's insane. And, and we're busier than ever this time of year. And then but, you know, still at the same time, like I don't give a fuck about people going on a vacation compared to somebody who's fleeing for the for, for their life from a cartel. 
um, who, whose only crime was probably just, you know, had to shove some balloons up their ass because they're, you know, the cartel forced them into it or, or, yeah. you know, face their whole family being slaughtered. Uh, thanks, you know, almost solely because we've empowered cartels through making Fucking drugs, black drugs. market through our war on drugs as benevolent as we are. Which Joe Biden's super in favor of and wants to continue, by the way. Still thinks marijuana is a gateway drug. Still living in the fucking 70s in so many ways. Uh, we'll yeah. talk plenty about Joe Biden this episode. You know, just 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 as a little sousant of what's to come. But, um, if you love Joe Biden, we're going to make you hate um, him. If you hate him, yeah, you're, you're going to hate us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's, that's fucking nuts. Did he get the number at least? Did he hope? I you obviously don't know if he got out of the country or not, but he, he well, at least got the number. I gave him two different numbers to call, and both were for some office within the Department of State for uh, settling your repatriation. Well, the thing is, like, if you owe money to child support or IRS or Department of State for whatever reason, if you pay that back, it doesn't mean immediately they take your name off a list. That can still take mm-hmm. weeks. So if you're in a state of crisis and you have to flee the country for whatever reason, through no fault of your own, like, you might still get your tickets, get to the gate, and they go, nope, sorry, there's a hold on your passport. You're not getting through. You know, and then where do you go when you know there's people that are literally trying to murder you or your family? I would just like, hide in the fucking airport. Although they probably, <laughs> knowing them, they can probably a cartel probably can can extract oh, oh, you. From oh, oh, yeah. And if they airport. know if you're in one place too long, they'll find you. They'll find you. Yeah. Um, or they'll find where where you were last, and you know, it's you know, like oh, here's the <laughs> here. It's like a you know Chinatown. Like oh, here's the note left by the person who just left for the thing. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, no, it's scary as fuck. And and you see these dramas are are real. Um, and the way people talk about them is so benign because that's the real world. Um, but yeah, it, that, that it's, you know, you, you, and you could tell when somebody's lying. Like I, I knew the guy wasn't full of shit. I knew that they probably, like I said, told him, well, you're, you can either not rat on your guys and go to prison and get killed, or you can rat on your guys and get killed out here, but at least you can try to flee. And like, they won't even help him. Like the FBI won't even help him get out of the country or put him in witness protection. It's just, well, nope. The only thing we're going to do is not charge you with a crime. You're you're on your own as far as your own personal protection. That part of movies is so true that the feds are fucking pricks and will throw any of their people under the bus. Like if no. it suits their yeah, you're, they don't have any duty to protect you because you were were a wire. All wearing yeah. a wire means is that you don't get charged too. Maybe, and after yeah. that, you're That's you know. It, it, they claim that if you turn state's evidence that then they'll protect you. But then it's still, it's like they completely control you. You don't get to decide where you go. They do, you know, <laughs> and still it's no guarantee. Yeah. Shit. Well, hopefully that guy made it out. Uh, you know, we won't hear a PS on that, but um, yeah. So let's, let's get into the news of the week. Um, another week where there wasn't a ton of blockbuster news. Of course, there's plenty of, uh, things happening on the margins where nobody's paying attention that, you know, the various the nefarious people are getting away with, obviously, the Trump administration. But also, of course, you know, people in both parties. I mean, just today, I, saw, I don't know if you saw just before we went on air, Governor of Louisiana signed a heartbeat bill, uh, which is, you know, one of these other really fucking insane restrictive abortion laws. Something like, you know, you can't have an abortion after six weeks of pregnancy. Uh, and the governor of Louisiana, for people not paying attention, is actually a Democrat. So, you know, again, 
all these fucking morons who are always talking about, oh, you have to support the nominee no matter who it is. Even if Bernie loses, you have to support the nominee. I met that guy. I met that guy because when he was running for governor back in 2015, I was living in New Orleans at the time. Uh, and I went to a gubernatorial debate and it was just one Republican debating another Republican. It mm-hmm. was just, it was two guys that believed in Jesus and both opposed marijuana. Uh, both didn't, you know, like I think that I was trying to think like the only, the only issue that the, the Democrat was um, different than the Republican and was like, oh, we should have more money for college. And that was fucking it. That was it. Like, great. Uh, yeah. Like what, what, why, why even like the the thing with like the Democrats is we've talked about this ad nauseum and this is not new to people, but the whole thing with the Democrats is the only thing that they could actually claim that they're better than the Republicans on is like gay marriage and abortion. Like those are the two things, the issues that they as a whole have been better on. Although of course it took them a million years to fucking ev- quote unquote evolve on gay marriage. Um, but abortion, they've been, you know, that's one of the few issues that the party as a whole has been pretty good on, you know, historically, but even that you can't fucking get the, the, the like, what is the point of you being a Democrat? Like, why does that guy call himself a Democrat if he won't even support a woman's right to her to make decisions about her fucking body? Like, what is the purpose of calling yourself a Democrat other than the fact that you have like some nostalgia for the fucking Dixiecrats and the, you know, of, of, of yesteryear. Like, I don't understand why that guy's even allowed to call himself a fucking Democrat. Like what, what, what do you differ with your Republican colleagues? It's just, it's two football teams, right? They're both like, who gives a shit who wins? You just pick your side and you, you know, you devote yourself to one side and both sides do the exact same fucking thing. wanting the exact same fucking, you know, it's, it's nefarious and it doesn't fucking, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's the South, but the idea that, that you know everyone in the South has never sought out women's health care or or an abortion, <laughs> you know, we 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 talked about last week in the entire country, twenty percent of the country wants to overturn Roe v. Wade. That is a minuscule fucking number, you know, and I, and maybe it's higher in some states, but I can't imagine that it's considerably higher considering the national numbers twenty, you know, something like twenty twenty two percent of the entire country want to overturn Roe v. Wade meaning that the other uh, 88, I'm not a math surgeon, 88% uh, don't want to overturn Roe v. Wade, you know, whether or not they support semi-restrictive abortion, you know, laws or not, like they don't want to outlaw it entirely. Like that's a, you know, that's a, it's a depressingly high number, 22%, but that's a really fucking low number in the grand scheme of things. So I don't understand. 22% is still less people that believe that the New Testament uh, came before the Old Testament. Keep that in mind. 25% of Americans think that Christianity predates Judaism. Yeah, that I makes mean, sense. <laughs> that's just that many people are. There's, a, there's also stupid. a depressingly high level of people who literally, who uh, like Christian literalists who think that like the Bible is literal and that the earth is only 3,000 years. I think it's something similar to that. So you, the, the, I think the moral of the story is that you could find one out of every five people in America will believe the literal dumbest shit you can imagine if you poll them. But that being said you know on the whole we're not that stupid of a country um but so again i just don't understand how the fuck these people are 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 allowed to you know to keep getting elected like that's the thing is like the base of the democratic party even in the south i mean you know we talked a lot about the how the 
a lot of like popular working uh, popular uprisings and worker strikes and happened in the south and in the midwest and in all these pl- uh, places that people like write off as red states it's like yeah because the democrats have fucking neglected uh labor for decades now and and that's why they they you know don't vote for democrats but it's not because they're more conservative they they actually are in a lot of ways are are a lot more progressive or leftist than the fucking coasts are uh, especially when it comes to labor issues and economic issues it's no, just that they've oh, had, they haven't had anyone speak yeah to yeah years. i mean th- this um bullshit poll they did uh about the you know amazon getting kicked out of new york city their whole uh, three billion dollar fucking scheme cooked up by de blasio and cuomo Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody ran a poll to say, well, who is the villain in that story? And overwhelmingly, they, you know, of course, they polled New York voters statewide about a local New York City issue and try to conflate that with the, the, the opinions of people in New York City. New York City mm-hmm. is the most pro-union, has the most amount of union workers in, in the country. Right. And, you know, I, I watched those hearings with Amazon and everyone on city council that was there said, look, you're anti-union. You won't budge on that. You collaborate with ICE. You won't budge on that. And you want $3 billion in subsidies to build a, a, a you know a huge new headquarters that is going to provide 25,000 new jobs to people that don't live here. They're going to be you know, helicoptered in from San Francisco. They wanted, you know, Jeff Bezos wanted his own helicopter pad on top of this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So they pulled people uh, statewide New York and said, who is the villain? And they said, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, how dare she oppose jobs for the people of our, of our state, the people of the fucking state weren't going to benefit at all. And it was going to hurt the people in New York city. So, yeah. Well, and also New York state outside of the city is extremely right wing. Like I've, we've talked on the show a lot in the past, like obviously the city is full of fucking, you know, uh, uh, neoliberals, but the actual like upstate New York is super fucking red. It's, it's basically the South. Like it's, really red um so when you poll the statewide yeah of course people are going to say that but if you poll people in those districts where that fucking headquarters was going they overwhelmingly rejected and, and this is this is an old here. fucking trick that the democrats do is they'll run a statewide poll and run it as like local metropolitan urban yeah. public opinion sure. they did the same thing in oregon years ago when they were trying to get uh fluoridation passed in portland that is like the last major city not to douse their uh water with fluoride and they said well there's a there's a a dental or a dental health crisis and they ran statewide numbers as though they were portland metro numbers well turned out that if you looked at portland metro numbers for tooth decay it was so far below the national average of cities that did fluoridate that it was ridiculous it it was like it was a complete wash right so this Mm -hmm. is a trick that they try to you know democrats will do to astroturf to to say well look at the people of new york and they don't you know, they hide the fact that it's New York state, not New York city. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's really uh, craven, but, and on, you know, Amazon, I don't know if you saw this today, there's a story about how they're now looking for office space in Manhattan. So gee, it's almost like you didn't need $3 billion in subsidies to come uh, here. You were going to try to come here anyway. You were just trying to fucking squeeze as much out as possible in this corrupt fucking circle jerk deal between you and Cuomo and, de blasio and you didn't really need the money to come here you just wanted to fucking extract as much taxpayer money as you could and the richest man in the world needs a three billion dollar subsidy to come to new york city they wanted they wanted the red carpet rollout from all the major cities in the country they wanted the free data 
they wanted to data mine the, the you know everything they possibly could that, yeah, that no city would ever give away for free to anyone besides the richest company in the world. Yeah, that that was that was that was another really insane aspect of the story that not a lot of people. Uh, so picked yeah, up I on mean, if you if you listen to the show and you like the show and you still think that Amazon is necessary. Just because, you know, where they wanted to put that new headquarters was between in the middle of three airports as though that like the headquarters actually ships anything like, come on, like you're smarter than that. If you listen to the show. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, we can leave it at that. Um, but yeah, so uh, there's there's uh, a couple things happening this week. Obviously, the uh, thing that cable news was a buzz about and, and TYT and, and the like, uh, was Robert Mueller's, uh, semi impromptu, uh, press conference where he actually addressed people and, and, and spoke like publicly for the first time since the, uh, the Russia probe. And, um, he kind of reiterated the findings, uh, of, you know, the report, uh, he, he weirdly kind of said like, you know, I, 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 I don't, impugned uh mr Barr's character and everyone was really bugging out about this because basically he was like look you know this report doesn't exonerate trump but uh i couldn't recommend uh obstruction charges because of the doj ruling that you can't indict a sitting president all the shit we knew and then he's like so i'm gonna retire from the doj and retire from public life and uh you know basically peace out fuckers um and people are still just like desperate like the thing that's happening now is the thing that like Aaron Matei predicted would happen is that all the liberals who are in this super fervent Trump is a Russian puppet hysteria for two fucking years, three years almost now are all turning on Mueller and saying, well, he's put like, I saw Jank do it today on TYT. He's like, Oh, well this is, you know, he, he's putting his, his pride over, over, over service to this country and over patriotism and all this shit. And I'm like, just fucking give it up. Like, I don't understand what else needs to fucking happen for you to just fucking move on from this non-story. You wasted everyone's fucking time and energy on, on the collusion shit. And now they're all trying to turn it into this obstruction thing. And it's like, yeah, he did obstruct justice. Is that a crime? Yeah. In a just world, would he be prosecuted? Yeah. Uh, do I think anybody in, in political office is going to get held accountable for crimes like that? Fuck no. Like it, it hasn't ever happened historically. Right. And to, to waste your fucking energy as we're ratcheting up this fucking 2020 cycle on more bullshit about Russia is like, what are you doing? You like th- th- this is and this is the thing I, that I think is going to be controversial to people that listen to this. Maybe I don't know. But. You know, everyone's like, oh, well, Nancy Pelosi is a coward for not wanting to do impeachment. And and I'm not saying I uh, agree with Nancy Pelosi. I think she's she has the, the position that she has for totally different reasons than the, I have the position I have. It's really fucking politically stupid to try to impeach Donald Trump right now, because, again, we and we've talked about this ad nauseum. It's you're never going to get the Senate to to can to impeach him. You may be able to get through the House, although a lot of Democrats, especially red state Democrats, aren't going to vote for it. Um, but even if you do get it through the House, which, you know, it's feasible, you are never going to get it through the Senate and you are going to give him a massive political win where he's going to say, look, there, this is a witch. You know, all the shit he's been saying. And 
what the, we've, yeah, we've they're, shown. They're, they're just handing them victory after victory because every time they've run it up a flagpole again, it comes back down with nothing, the nothing burger, right? And every time they do that, they discredit themselves as representatives, as Democrats, as journalists, and it just makes Trump look stronger and more right and, what, and, and more justified. And, and yeah, no, I get it. Like I, you know, when, when Nancy Pelosi says we're not going to go after Trump for impeachment, I'm like, you fucking coward. When Rashida yeah, Tlaib says been, we're going to impeach yeah. the motherfucker. I'm like, yeah, that's the spirit, you know? So I get that dichotomy, but, but yes, sure. it, ultimately as a political strategy, like you're going to do nothing but embolden uh, him and his base of, of rabid followers. I get that. Uh, that, but again, it's like, you know, they're, they're going after a guy for technicalities, basically, while we're at war in multiple countries. You know, oh, he broke the law. He should be impeached. It's like, why wouldn't you impeach him and Obama and Bush and Clinton for war crimes? You know, like, let's exactly. look at the they're real like, fucking crime here. Yeah. No, and they're super on board for those. Yeah. And, and it's just like, uh, guys, I don't fucking know. It, it, it really seems honestly almost childish to me this 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 insistence that that they they carry on with the impeachment like uh, proceedings because it's like this is fucking stupid it's not gonna work and it's like well it doesn't matter it's the principle great it's the principle that you're gonna get donald trump elected for another four years like you you know and i people always accuse you know leftists and like bernie supporters of this is literally what will actually get trump elected for four more years if you don't fucking focus on defeating him by uh you know in the in the ideas game and and if you if you allow everyone's attention to be focused on trying to impeach him meanwhile you let fucking you know uh, rapist joe biden take the nomination and completely depress the democratic turnout and then fucking trump's gonna win again like that's i think that's honestly the strategy for, for of the course but, that um, is always their strategy is to wedge issue themselves into obscurity in the elections and convince their rich donor base that this is the only way to win is to run on these wedge issues that they don't even fucking support. You know, Democrats treat abortion as a wedge issue and you know, they do because when it push comes to shove and you got fucking guys like the Louisiana governor blue, no matter who, who says, yeah, heartbeat bill, I'll sign that shit. They still go, nope, nope, no purity test for him. He, he still gets to be governor because we only got what, what 10 democratic governors. Yeah. And it's just, and that's why, and this, and that's why Bernie always says, like, look, I think, uh, in principle, Donald Trump should be probably impeached. He's certainly committed impeachable offenses. I don't think it's a great strategy. And he said he's very upfront about that, and people criticize him for that. But I, I think his instincts on that are right. It's like this is not a fucking smart strategy if you want to get rid of him. Like, would I? I but, but you know what? It, a lot of it stems from this. The like liberals need to get revenge on Trump for the, for the intense trauma that he inflicted on them when he won the election. And I get it. I mean, we were all fucking like, what the, how could the fuck could this happen? And then like five seconds later, we we're like, Oh, cause he ran against Hillary Clinton. That's how it could happen. But, um, it, you know, th- I think there's a lot of, there's still that, like that derangement of like, I can't believe he's the fucking president. I, we need to get revenge. We need to get rid of them. And it's like, that's, I think that fuels a lot of this and it makes them kind of, uh, uh, it blinds them to the reality of the situation and how stupid it is long-term to pursue that instead of just saying, look, he fucking beat us. Like, is he a criminal? Yeah. He's a lifelong criminal. 
Are we going to convict him, impeach him, and get him out of office in the next year and a half? No. Like, literally, if you start no. impeachment today, you could not get him out of office by 2020 elections. What what you should focus on is getting a fucking real lefty in 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 that office, some like like Bernie, uh, and then saying once he gets in there, go after Trump once he's out of office, prosecute him when he's a citizen, because you can actually prosecute someone once they're out of office a lot fucking easier than you can when they're a sitting president. It's Absolutely. really fucking hard to charge a sitting president. Yeah, but you know it, it's the people that want this to be their democratic agenda it's if they didn't have this they would have to be forced to look at issues right and it's almost like even if they know those issues exist this is their way to not only beat bernie and possibly reelect trump but just to make sure that bernie's issues never uh completely become the mainstream narrative is to always defer to this and ignore the things that uh, are material issues to people Right. This is how they always maintain the center. This is how they always make sure that uh, people on the left never have any fucking say in clout in national politics. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But uh, (laughs) I think that's going to go on uh, through 2020 and well after. um, Because, you know, the people just can't let go of that. Um, something else people can't let go of is uh, this ridiculous notion that Bernie Sanders somehow didn't do everything within his power to get Hillary Clinton fucking elected president, despite the fact that she totally didn't deserve the presidency and ran fucking piss poor campaign. Um, he still tried everything he could to get her across the finish line and try to convince his voters to vote for her, which we, you know said we wouldn't do because she's a fucking monster and war criminal and a maniac and blah 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 um in any event so he was at a rally i guess or he was at some event probably i don't know if it was one of his rallies because i i doubt one of his fans would say the stupid shit that this crowd member said but uh he was speaking at something uh today and uh this little interaction happened but i think and it it's it's a refrain you hear a lot from the shit libs on Twitter and it's starting to seep into the real world. So I wanted to play it um, and we'll, we'll, we'll chat about it. Well, the answer is absolutely and positively yes. I've been very public about that. And I want to make one thing very clear that sometimes, you know, you see on... Oh, really? I didn't know that. I thought I ran all over the country into Nevada and everybody else working as hard as I humanly could to see that Hillary Clinton was elected president of the United States. I mean, I mean, one of the things I take a little bit of homage at, okay, is just that. All right? Hillary Clinton and I ran in a tough campaign. She won, I lost. After she lost, I endorsed her. And let me just tell you this. You know, I ran, I think it was, I don't swear, I won't swear to you, but I think it was 13, 14 states. I did event after event after event in the states that the Clinton campaign asked me to go to. And I think if you ask Hillary Clinton, she will tell you that I worked probably harder than anyone else to try to do everything I could to win that election because I knew how bad Trump would be. So that's what I did. I am looking forward to winning this election. If I win, I look forward to my 22 colleagues supporting me 
If I don't win, I will support the winner. Absolutely. So a couple of things about that. He, he downplays. <laughs> he actually downplays it. He did like he did. It wasn't like fourteen states, but he did like forty-seven events, I think, and in those fourteen states. For he fucking killed himself trying to get her. Uh, did did horrible you? Yeah. Did you hear what he line. said there? That he he worked harder than anybody else. Did you get her elected? <laughs> including her <laughs> he didn't say that but that was very heavily implied in the <laughs> well he phrased it slightly he like he said well i yeah, worked yeah. harder than just about anybody else sort of implying that she may work harder but we know she didn't um yeah. no th- this was and, like the the moment where you know when when john mccain was running and he referenced barack obama and the the woman crazy racist old lady says, you know, he's not an American, he's a Muslim. And John McCain's like, no, no, he's an honorable man. He's he's not a he's not a Muslim. And the woman's like, he he ain't he ain't a Muslim. I I was told he was like that whole thing where it's yeah, like, yeah. how do you go to a rally where Bernie's there and not realize that he fucking broke his back trying to elect just an absolute terrible human being, a failure of leadership in Hillary Clinton over and over and over. He tried to get her elected, you know, flew on her fucking stupid private plane even to go around and get her elected. How do you not know that? Because they have fucking brainworms. They, they deep down, they know it, but they just can't, they have to blame. They can't blame their fucking queen. They can't, they can't reconcile with the fact that she lost fair and square to a fucking buffoon and moron like Donald Trump. They have to find someone else to blame. So they'll blame Russia and James Comey and fucking Robert Mueller now and and Bernie. Don't forget Jill Stein. Because, because Bernie and Jill, of course, Jill Stein with her zero fucking electoral votes totally fucking ruined it for Hillary. But uh, Bernie, you know, uh, the, 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 the cardinal sin that Bernie committed is that he pointed out a lot of the real fucking issues with her when he ran against her in a campaign. It's like, hey, maybe you don't want to support somebody who's super fucking corrupt and taking tons of money from Wall Street and is really militaristic and supported the Iraq war and supported bombing uh, Syria and and fucking helped overthrow Gaddafi in Libya. Hey, maybe this is not the person we want to be running the left wing party of the fucking country. Um, That's the unforgivable sin is that he ran a campaign like that that he actually campaigned you know for president so no matter how much he fucking tried to break his back to elect this fucking shitty candidate they can never forgive him for having dared to cross her and nobody else would that's why he ran against hillary and a a bunch of fucking you know z-listers fucking martin o'malley and lincoln shape or lincoln chafee and fucking Right. All the, all the, well, in the narrative know. at the time, and I'm sure we all remember this, was that, you know, how dare Bernie run a real campaign against the front runner? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, well, clearly up until a month and a half ago, Bernie was the front runner. So why is anyone else running against him? If the goal is to unseat Trump, even if you don't care about all these issues that will help people, if the goal is purely to take out Trump in the election, then why would you run anybody else besides Bernie Sanders? Everyone running against Bernie Sanders is a divisive candidate especially someone like Joe Biden or Beto O'Rourke or Kamala Harris in states that could split the vote, you know, states like California or Washington or Florida or Ohio or Michigan or New York, you know, running anybody else besides the clear front runner that Bernie Sanders is, is clearly just going to help Trump out. So why do they do it? Right. Why do they do that? Because they don't, 
Yeah. They, they, they don't fucking care if they reelect Trump. And they've been saying it for three fucking years that 2020 is about stopping Bernie come hell or high water. Yeah. And, and they couch it in 2020 is about stopping Trump. It's not about getting the best Democrat, but that really just means stopping Bernie. <laughs> Whenever you're willing, like, I don't know if you saw that Alyssa Milano fucking stupid thing where she's like look this isn't the time to elect the best person for the job we just need to focus on stopping imagine the words it's not the time to elect the best person for the job leaving your mouth during the fucking democratic primaries like what i is, mean what, what, what other words would escape their lips you know what's what's the planet have 11 years left now before uh, irreversible climate catastrophe and they say no now's that now it's not the time for a green new deal now is the time to impeach trump yeah, and now's the time to elect a yeah. fucking climate denier as the Democratic do you, do you think Alyssa Milano is going to have to worry about rising sea levels or lack of no. food or desertification of farmland? No. Joe Biden today just got a D minus rating for his climate plan from the uh, from Greenpeace. They they rated all the uh, candidates' plans. Yeah, I, it, I don't know what Greenpeace is like. The Walmart of environmental groups, by the way, they're yeah. like the worst of the worst. So if you got a D minus so, from yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> you really gotta suck to get a bad grade from Greenpeace for your fucking your environmental plan. I mean, like, Pete Buttigieg even got a C, and I don't think he's ever no, laid yeah. out a single piece of policy. Yeah, so. if you look at like any any real environmental group, does not do environmental ratings, but you know, take take like a group that does direct action, and if they actually did things like that, even Bernie would probably get like a D minus from like a real yeah. environmental organization. He he along he got a B plus along with Cory Booker somehow, but Cory Booker basically Ew. copied all of Bernie's platform. You know, not that he actually is going to do any of them, but he copied all of his platform uh, positions. Uh, the only person that scored higher is Jay Inslee, who actually does have a great climate plan, but he's just not really a contender right now. You know, and he doesn't particularly have any strong stances on anything else. But I would love for bernie to adopt jay Inslee's climate plan you know going forward i think it's it's even stronger than bernie's but um beyond that uh and i haven't read the whole thing but i i just know there's a lot of radical changes in there like that are, that go even further than like some of the stuff that bernie and uh some of the others have proposed so uh but in any event fucking biden's awful and and that's going to be the theme of this episode um as much as it already has been uh we have a ton of uh, clips of biden um people just you know this is the issue with joe biden and and another reason why he absolutely should not run you can go back and pick a random clip of bernie sanders from any fucking time period about any subject and you'll be like wow dude's been consistent and fucking right on these issues since you know two, 20 years before i was born now the opposite is true joe biden you can go back and find any random clip of joe biden which people have been doing and just find an absolutely atrocious treasure trove of horrible shit that he said in the past so like this is from his 2006 campaign or, well when he ran in, in in 2008 but this is from 06 i think when he was first announcing um basically uh what's his face uh from fox news the one kind of decent one uh that's not shep smith in any event uh was asking him like how do you you know you're you're like this northeastern liberal how do you plan on winning uh south carolina and this this was biden's answer to that question with and finally so clear options right now and, and finally we got about 30 seconds left but i can't uh, let you go without some politics as we mentioned you're in south carolina right now on the the campaign yes. trail 
30 seconds or less, what kind of a chance would a northeastern liberal like Joe Biden stand uh, in the South if you were running in Democratic primaries against Southerners like Mark Warner and uh, John Edwards? Better than anybody else. And you don't know my state. My state was a slave state. My state is a border state. My state is the eighth largest black population in the country. My state is anything from a northeast liberal state. So, um, so number one, he, he touts the fact that his state was a slave state to get uh, southern voters to vote for him. But also, what 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 is Delaware a, sta- a border state of? Uh, uh, New Jersey. I mean, like, what? It, I I assume he's what he's trying to say because he's a fucking idiot and never actually can formulate sentences. Is like, it was a border state during the Civil War. It was like right on the border of the North South. It was on the Mason Dixon line. But um, what the I, fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, like, once again, once again, like, imagine if Bernie Sanders said anything remotely like that. You know, so, the, the guy who is who is chained himself up to stop segregation in Chicago in the 1860s, who has devoted his life to racial justice, who the MSM now says, oh, Bernie's got a black problem. Bernie's got a black problem. Like, really? Joe Biden doesn't, though, apparently. Black people are Bernie's most favorable demographic, and they still say that fucking shit. And meanwhile, they say, oh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden knows the black people. Joe Biden knows black people so well because he touts the fact that Delaware used to be a fucking slave state. So he knows black people. That's his That's his credence to understanding black America is uh, he, he's a, a senator from a state which is now basically just a, a home to credit card companies and all of our fucking national debt, uh, uh, you know, Century City that they show blowing up in Fight Club. Uh, love that scene, <laughs> by the way. Um, th- that's what he touts as his record. Well, you know, my state used to have slaves. So I know yeah. the black experience in America currently. Well, he's just now, so fucking today. stupid. And then he writes the fucking crime bill. Yeah, of course I know the black experience in America. So I wrote the bill that imprisoned more black Americans than anyone since slavery. Joe fucking yeah. Biden. Yeah. I kicked off the the new, new Jim Crow, essentially, with, with my fucking crime bill, is what he should say. Um, he's just so fucking horrible and dumb. He's like this awful combination of like awful right wing shit heel and like moron who can't say the right things, which is a great person to nominate if you're trying to beat donald trump is somebody who might even be stupider than trump like that's that's who you want to fucking nominate but um i i don't even remember if, if you remember like during the debates with with obama he called him like he's like oh well you know he's so articulate he's so well spoken you know like talking about obama like he's just oh he so called him clean racist. he called him clean remember that uh-huh. oh god yeah it was even worse yeah i forgot about that he's just like he's like a fucking racist to his core like he's just he's like one of these like benign northeastern racist who like doesn't like go around and be like i don't like you n-words or coming around like he's not one of those guys but he's just one of these people who literally thinks that black people are like a subhuman culture like that's right. i think that's really who joe biden you is know at his it, it, the quote that i made a meme out of it from um uh, remember when all the like the there was the Bernie Bro motif going around from from all the shit libs, and they had like it was like a Ken doll with a man bun, and that was oh, like God, the motif God, of the Bernie Bros. Well, somebody found yeah. like a Hillary Barbie doll, and I we we would just like ran meme after meme with that to counter that bullshit, and we would just quote Hillary. And it was like, well, you know, when I when I I was told that at the governor's mansion, uh, you know, uh, prison slaves were just a time honored tradition that kept costs down. And they're like, that's bullshit. Like, uh, no, that's her words. Where'd you read that? From her fucking autobiography dipshit. 
Like Joe Biden's exactly the guy that would be like, Ooh, I don't see any problem with that. Like what's that's better than being in prison. Right. Is being a fucking, she, you know? Yeah. And she touted how nicely she treated her uh, house slaves. I mean, <laughs> house servants from the, from the prison, you know, that at the governor's mansion. So yeah, that, 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 that they're two sides of the same coin. I mean, we, we, we've said in the past, like, Joe Biden is like the worst parts of Bill Clinton, the creepiness and the sexual perviness and the worst parts of Hillary, the horrible policy, (laughs) idiotic Bill Clinton without the charisma. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, that's really what he is. Um, Just God awful. Um, And, you know, there's another thing this week, you know, we talked about his fucking creepiness and like not respecting women's spaces. And I guess that just went away. Nobody cares about that anymore. But again, he just can't fucking help himself. Like this was from a speech that he gave the other day. Uh, and this is him with like a little girl that asked him a question in the audience. And 10 year old girl. This, this was two days ago. Tell me this is not like uh, what a sexual predator would say. Address, I'm going to write you a longer answer and tell you the exact things I would do. OK. R- OK. Promise. I'll bet you're as bright as you're good looking. I tell you, <laughs> I tell you what. What's your favorite subject? Journalism. Journalism? Whoa. Whoa. I better be more circumspect in my answers. Those guys back there. Look. Go ahead. The next question. I love it. Okay. Over here. Washington Post, New York Times, all these guys. He pulled the girl over like, and holding her by her shoulders for all people right? that can't see this, obviously. And by the way, that's one of the things that's a dangerous idea. You know, as these guys will tell you, I'm not always their favorite subject. But the truth of the matter is, the reason we are who we are is called a free press continuing to denigrate. <laughs> that, that's the guy you want to talk to. But this it's slightly irrelevant, but he's he like even in these little minute long clips is is incoherent. Like he still slurs his words and like doesn't fully make sense with his sentences. Like he he's clearly lost something. And and like I, you know, I, well what you can't see in that clip is that when he puts his hands on that little girl, like he said he wasn't gonna anymore. Uh, <laughs> everyone in that room tenses up. Cause they're like, Oh, here yeah. we go again. It's actually really he, funny to watch. You know, what was that video he made for where he apologized? Like actually did like a decent apology, even though it got, you know, Trump fucking trolled it <laughs> with that edited video. That was so funny. But still like, it, you know, it, he knows that he can get away with it again and again, because they're going to, you know, enough people in that room will applaud him that he goes, Oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. I can keep fucking manhandling children. And who the fuck says uh, you must be as smart as you are good looking to a 10 year old. He didn't say you must be as smart as you are cute, which is an appropriate yeah. word for a child. He says good yeah, looking to a 10 year old. That's really fucking creepy. Really like, what fucking creepy. Fuck? He's the same fucking asshole. Yeah. I, I just, and this is why I, Politico wrote this hilarious story about how Joe Biden is having uh you know, he, he's he's the front runner in every a- aspect except for enthusiasm. <laughs> and in the article, it talks about how they're trying to limit his exposure. I mean, he's like a fucking ghost. I mean, he's done a tenth of the number of town halls that Bernie's done or, or, or like appear- appearances rather that Bernie's done than any of these people. Joe Biden's been the front runner since he entered the race, hasn't done a single televised uh, town hall interview question and answer. I mean, that's like unheard of. No, like he, he's to, the front runner by every measure Hillary. if you only count landline polls to murder she wrote voters, right? <laughs> like there's no fucking way he's the front runner. 
can you imagine how fucking st- and they know how bad and how weak of a candidate he is which is why they're minimizing his exposure you know what that's really fucking stupid going into the general election because you have to go to debates you can't avoid exposure and be avoid tough questioning and he's gonna fucking crumble like no, that, that, that's he Trump. he's like, you know note for note redoing mm-hmm. everything hillary did in 2016 and he will lose he may get the nomination you know and i hope we fucking riot and burn shit down if that happens but if he gets it he'll lose to trump we know we all know that we told everyone in 2016 that hillary would lose to trump you know, and it wasn't like a threat. It was just, look, you don't realize how much people don't like this person, you know, in, in the heartland, in the Rust Belt, uh, in, in places decimated by NAFTA. Because they're fucking awful. Like, they don't offer anything to voters. It's going to depress voter turnout. No matter how much you fucking Hector, no matter how much you try to voter shame, people aren't going to fucking... It's a real inconvenience to vote. And, of course, the Republicans and Democrats well, in this country have not made it any It's an inconvenience easier. to vote. It's also a, a much larger inconvenience to, to go volunteer, make hundreds of thousands of phone calls, tens of thousands yeah. of doors you knock on. There's nobody that is going to do that for Joe Biden. You know, a few unions will do calls for him, but nobody's going to knock on doors. Everyone's like, well, he doesn't need to have big rallies because he he has the votes already. No, that doesn't. They're not they're not even thinking about turning out disenfranchised voters the way that Bernie is or the way AOC did. Right. The way you do that is by getting shitloads of people to your rallies who then will, you know, Bernie gets 13,000 people to one rally who all will go volunteer for him and turn Mm -hmm. out tens of thousands of more, more voters. Joe Biden will not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, you know, and I know largely they don't care. And the the whole goal is to beat Bernie and make sure that there's no actual change and whether or not Biden wins is kind of like secondary or even tertiary for them. But um, there's blame rush again. Yeah. And, and it's just like, God fucking damn it. I can't believe this shit's happening again. And, And, but the thing I can't believe is that the electorate's going along with it again. And, and it just really proves how much of the Democratic base doesn't fucking pay attention to anything. They just listen to whatever the garbage, you know, MSNBCs of the world or even, you know, CNN, whoever, like spew at them. And it, it, there's just no political literacy in this country. And like, I don't know the answer as to how we get people to understand that Joe Biden fucking sucks and will do nothing for them. They do. And as they, they do, they just don't have a platform the way that Rachel Maddow does. Right. You know, know, when people watch the last season of game of Thrones and like, I'm not sure what to think. Uh, let me go to YouTube and let someone tell me what to think. Right. They're going to be debased by the lowest common denominator. And they're to be told things that feel good that don't really match logic. Right. So they're going to go, oh, maybe Joe Biden is the, the front runner. Joe Biden's the front runner. Joe Biden's the front runner. And they'll start to believe it. Right. And mm-hmm. especially when you have a shitload of big time endorsements and very little uh, rank and file support, you know, people just go, OK, well, who we who did the AFL-CIO endorse? Well, they're going to do hundreds of thousands of phone calls in every big battleground state and every major Democratic state. And that'll that'll turn enough people. Even if they don't have the ground game of door knockers. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, all the all the fucking bosses of the unions who are all super corrupt and not the unions themselves, but a lot of these bosses, people like Randy Weingarten, AFT, you know, president are all in the fucking tank for Biden because they all, you know, uh, loved Obama, even though he did 
fuck all for unions. He really did a lot to weaken uh, labor in this country. And the rank and file of all these unions uh, doesn't support somebody like Joe Biden because they know that he's not going to actually do shit for unions. The rank and file of almost all the unions in America, when you actually poll them, support Bernie Sanders overwhelmingly because he actually gives a fuck about organized labor. Joe Biden shows up and talks at a fucking firefighters union uh, event and doesn't offer them a single piece of policy that he's going to push for to actually improve labor rights. Yet he gets the support because he's friends with the fucking money donors that donate to the unions and, and you know, put the bosses in place at those unions. It's like, I, I just don't fucking know how we beat this machine. Like, I, I really don't like, I'm really getting like, you know, kind of, kind of disenchanted with the whole thing. It's like, I don't know how we're going to fucking, beat this mega money machine because everything we do they can throw more money at like yeah have have you been watching the chernobyl series on hbo i haven't got a chance yet but yeah when you do there's a great scene that um is not directly about union values and worker labor struggle but it it is actually uh and it's the head of this um coal miner crew who uh, they, they get asked basically at gunpoint to go uh, fix Chernobyl. And the head of the crew basically says, well, what do we get for it? You know, what's, what's our protection? How do we know that we're going to be taken care of? And they basically say, you won't be, but we need you to save millions of lives. And, you know, they basically say, well, we'll go do it for that, but for nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great scene because you realize that they really do have more power than anyone else if they stick together. Uh, and, and they sacrifice themselves for that. But again, yeah, that, that shit gets misused. It gets turned against people who labor every day. Uh, you know, the, the people who are the head of major unions like that, like you think the head of a firefighters union, how many years do you think that guy spent actually fighting, fighting fires? Not many. Yeah. The same number of years that the head of CVS spent, you know, behind the bench at a pharmacy, probably fucking zero. It's like, you know, these people <laughs> none, none. These people don't work at the fucking companies that they rise to the top of. They get, they get recruited from other companies that they rose to the top of yeah, you know, or, or they acquire them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with union, uh, especially the big money unions, they get put in place by the donors to those unions, which are usually Democratic donors who don't want to do anything to actually strengthen organized labor because they benefit from weakened organized labor. They benefit from not having organized labor in this country. Um, so it's fucking it's this horrible uh, uh, cross purpose uh, that that we that we're at now. Um, and, you know, obviously Reagan did a lot to fucking weaken the unions in the eighties, but, uh, Democrats helped along, you know, just, just fine. They did their part to, to weaken unions too, because they wanted the fucking money from the anti-union democratic business, uh, class donors. And it's like, that's why we're at the position we're at now where union membership is, I think as low as it's ever been in this country since like pre industrial age. And yeah, it's, yeah. that's why working workers rights are in the fucking toilet and that's why wages are in the toilet and stagnant and haven't gone up uh, and they're actually below 1976 levels when adjusted for inflation so it's like yeah I, uh, we're fucked like we're really sure fucked. I well and, and i always get in these arguments where people are like well it's not liberalism it's neoliberalism and it's like what's the fucking difference like well liberals believe this and neoliberals believe in reaganomics it's like what point to a an era in history where liberals rallied around uh you know taxing bill you know rich people at 95 percent of their income 
When did liberals yeah. ever support that? Never. It was the socialists that supported that. Liberals opposed that because liberals were fucking still rich capitalists for the most part. The ones that had power yeah. were. You know, so now you've got a middle class uh, brain of liberalism where they pretend to support public schools and they pretend to support women's reproductive freedom. And they occasionally, you know, feign being anti-war, but they're never going to do anything that actually challenges power because they they're like, well, now I'm, you know, upper middle class. Now, I've, you know, I've got half a million dollars. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not rich, but I've got half a million dollars in annuities and stocks and everything. I don't want Bernie Sanders taxing my, you know, my legacy, my financial legacy any more than it already is, which is almost nothing right now, you know? So yeah, you know, everyone at the end of the day does protect their own class interests. It's just that most rich people, you know, uh, their class was not earned. Their class was stolen from people that actually work for a living. Yeah. And unfortunately, because rich people end up controlling the media narrative, they convince a lot of people to vote against their own, to, to vote against protecting their own class interests. They convince people that, you know, by supporting their shitty pro-business anti-union candidates, that that is actually supporting their interests when it really is the total opposite. So that's that's the other fucking issue is like, you know, just this massive fucking... Uh, lack of intelligence on on you uh like you sent me that tweet from uh Ojeda this week where <laughs> he was like uh was mitch mcconnell in west virginia today because if not i just told some random guy that looks like him to fuck off <laughs> yeah he's like i just yelled at some random guy and called him an asshole for no reason if not yeah that's what it like was that. that's what it was uh really funny i love that dude um which you're pretty sure like it was mitch mcconnell but he just made a joke out of it you know yeah yeah i'm sure um, so, but, you know, and this is just a funny pull quote from that. You actually tweeted this out from that political article and it's, and it's by Matt Gates, who's a piece of shit, you know, Trump loving Florida Republican, but he actually did have a funny quote. Uh, he said, uh, Biden won't have the energy to campaign full time. Once he gets off the French work week campaign schedule, uh, that he's currently on, he wants to make America bored again. It's like, he wants to put his audience to sleep. Um, which is which a is, perfect summation. Yeah, remember when conservatives couldn't write good jokes, right? And then you got that, and it's like it's it's he's That's flipping it on his head. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like usually we make fun of conservatives for being the sleepy, you know, show up to the rally and their you know walkers and oxygen tanks and everything. And it's like you can't really say that about Trump for the most part because I mean he's got thirty thousand people coming out to his rallies, and most of them are fucking young hothead racists, but. You can't say it's putting people back to sleep again by any means. So, no, yeah, I mean, think how think how bad Joe Biden has to be that they can flip that script on Democrats now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the Democrats have historically loved the fucking milk toast, you know, return to normalcy, horrible, boring ass fucking John Kerry candidates. That's like their bread and butter. Al Gore, John Kerry. I mean, they they wouldn't fucking no. you know. The, the, the top two picks back in 2004 were John Kerry and John Edwards. Could could you be any fucking whiter than those two motherfuckers? And lamer and less fucking exciting and, and you know, like yeah. dynamic, you know, you name it. Um, John Edwards became interesting. We didn't know how interesting John Edwards really was. He, he became interesting later on. Yeah, it got interesting once he realized he was a philanderer. But then it's like, okay, well, that's that's clearly a quality that if you're the right kind of guy in politics, you can use to your advantage. I mean, like I'm just like, how long until Anthony Weiner drops his hat in the 2020 ring? He could he could fucking do it, and they would he would get on TV and be like, well, I'm back now from uh, you know uh, trying to hook up with uh, 15 year olds. 
Yeah, I swear I'm not going to send you know dick pics to, to minors anymore. That, that, that's and the mainstream Democrats would still pick Anthony Weiner over Bernie Sanders. I oh, guarantee fucking to it. Of course they would. Of course they would. So I had one more story I wanted to bring up. There's a, a Joe Biden uh, aspect to this story also, but I have to set it up. Um, so <laughs> as stupid as Trump is, he he occasionally does things out of pettiness and out of childishness and spite that I still kind of find hilarious. Um, so there's this story yesterday. Uh, the White House wanted the USS John McCain, quote, out of sight for Trump's visit to Japan. <laughs> a tarp was hung over the ship's name ahead of the trip, and sailors who wear caps bearing the ship's name were given the day off for Trump's visit. <laughs> so <laughs> there's an actual oh ship named after that piece of shit, you know. Well, it, no, McCain. it's actually named after his father, who was an admiral. It's not oh, named it really? after the POW piece of shit, Warmonger John McCain. It's named after the other piece of shit war criminal john mccain but just you know just to clarify that yeah i didn't even know that okay so that's yeah that's even more into it's even more funny that he's that petty about it he's like yeah, I yeah. See well, well it's even funnier because megan mccain of course pretended you know uh, feigning ignorance and maybe she didn't even know this who knows if she's even as ignorant yeah, as, as the viewers on the view that she pretended as though it was named after her father and it wasn't yeah she actually had tweeted about this she tweeted uh I'm sure she and I heard she also had a meltdown on on air on the view, but she I, I assume it's along the same lines. Uh, Trump is a child who will always be deeply threatened by the greatness of my dad's incredible life. There's a lot of criticism of how much I speak about my dad, but uh, nine months since he's passed, Trump won't let him RIP. So I have to stand up for him. It makes my grief unbearable. <laughs> It's like nobody fucking talks about her dead daddy more than she does. So no, the idea it, that like the media won't let her move on, like you're in the fucking media every day, you privileged, pampered little fucking twat. Like what the fuck are you, you talking took, about? If you took a shot every episode of The View for every time she says the words my father, you would literally fucking die of alcohol poisoning uh, seven days a week, like any, any, oh. or five, whatever many days that fucking show runs, you would die of alcohol poisoning. You'd make Boris Yeltsin look like a, like a, like a longevity old, old man <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. Onion actually tweeted this out a few hours ago. Uh, tearful Megan McCain opens up about father's dying wish that she be given her own daytime talk show. <laughs> <laughs> which is fuck and they tagged her in it too which i'm sure she's gonna fucking have another meltdown of it. Oh, I, I think if we do this enough she'll have she'll have enough meltdowns to the point where she'll literally have a nervous breakdown and be uh forced off of television and out of our fucking lives forever but i you know a, a boy can dream put it that it'll way. never happen it'll never happen yeah so you know uh joe biden of course had to comment uh, on this because uh Joe Biden's never met a fucking lunatic conservative that he doesn't absolutely love. I mean, they're, they're, they're actually, I think, uh, I don't know if it was Forbes, New York, somebody wrote an article this week about all the horrible racists that Joe Biden uh, has had affinity for in the past. And it's, it's pretty bad. It's really it's a Forbes doing it. Yeah, I don't even remember who it was, but it was a pretty it was a murderer's row of like famous, you know, segregationists and racists and monsters that uh, have passed through the halls of Congress. So. He, Joe Biden is at his core a fucking racist. We we're, we're well aware, but this is but so this is what he said actually about uh, Trump shit talking McCain. John McCain was a war hero; should be treated as a war hero. Anything less than that is beneath anyone who doesn't treat him that way. It's just 
Uh, he is a hero. He was a friend of mine. We argued like the devil. As I said in our eulogy, we loved each other, but we argued like the devil. And we still abided by the same value system. And that's why I love John McCain, and that's why uh, I think we need a lot more John McCain. What's your what what value system? I mean, we know the answer, but like, what what is your excuse for like the value system that unites the two? What do they argue about? What could they possibly yeah, disagree know. about? No, I want to bomb them more. No, I want to bomb them more. No, I want to bomb them. More. Yeah, I, I mean, no, you you don't eulogize a war criminal. You just don't. Like, like Joe Biden literally has never opposed a major u.s war while he was in congress like i i don't think he opposed the vietnam war I, he definitely didn't oppose the iraq and afghanistan wars like what why what, wasn't what joe biden disagree? fighting in the vietnam war <laughs> what, what, what was her, his deferment uh, yeah. yeah who knows i don't know well, age uh, yeah no he probably was old i mean he was losing his hair by that point so I don't, i'm not sure well um, i mean vietnam war started in earnest in 1962 so what the fuck was he doing? Doug? I mean, you know, his kids went and died in war. Why couldn't Joe Biden do the same thing before he had children? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He, 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 he's never met a war he didn't like, which is usually the sign of somebody that's never actually fought in a war because most people that come back, I mean, there's of course the maniacs like John McCain, but there are a lot of people who come back from war. Like, yeah, nobody should ever fucking do this again. Like people like Tulsi Gabbard, you know, for whatever people, you know, criticize her for, has been very strong on saying, like, we need to get out of all these fucking countries. There's no reason for us to be there. This is insane. Um, It is insane. And, you know, we just had Memorial Day. And again, you see middle-of-the-road centrist liberals say, well, we're opposed to war, but honor the troops. And as long as you honor the troops, I'm not saying fucking, you know, be glad there's homeless troops or they have PSD. I'm not saying, you know, spite them. I'm saying when you honor them, when you make their deeds and actions in war honorable, you make war honorable. You can't separate think, the two. I think what you're, I mean, I, I, you know, you, you know what you're saying, but I think what a, a good way to frame what you're saying is when you sanitize their service the way that you do with these fucking Memorial Day tributes, you dishonor the actual, uh, you, you're just going to create, you're creating this false narrative of what, u.s military actually is and what it's used for and and you're you're creating this you you can't celebrate the troops without denigrating their victims right so when we start having holidays to honor the victims of u.s imperialism the victims of john mccain uh you know the the victims of the fucking war criminals that trump wants to pardon then i'll start seeing a difference in this country but i don't see it as long as all our fucking war holidays honor the troops for, for what they, you know, Oh, they're brave service so that we can have our fucking freedoms. Fucking even people on the left say that not even liberals, people on the left say that shit. It's like, where the fuck is your morality? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I was at, uh, my fiance's like parents house, uh, on I guess Sunday and they were watching this, like, I don't know if you ever watched this, but they do this concert from Capitol Hill every year, like this Memorial day, like, remembrance concert like they do and like usually fucking like gary sinise or joe montania or some other like z-list celebrity will come to <laughs> host sinise, it where the fuck no, seriously, like those are literally the two people that i've, I've seen post there uh, gary yeah. sinise and joe montania um which is fucking hilarious um and 
and it's just this this fucking three hour fucking like jerk off to the military like this like all these stories about like and there's like not even any going. actual football <laughs> <laughs> yeah right i know um and it's like they, like they told this the story of this black guy and this white guy who are in the same platoon and they you know support each other and it's all this shit and it's like God. they 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 go out of their way to sanitize the worst wars like they they really talk like you know world war ii is arguably the last justified war we've been, not that the war itself but our involvement you could you could argue was somewhat justified by the time we got in, involved they go out of their way to not really talk those up as much because the propaganda has been done on those. They highlight all these stories about the Vietnam war and, and the brave soldiers who tried to help liberate uh, us from the, the communist, you know, like, and they, and then they talked about the uh, operation Iraqi freedom and operation enduring freedom, which is the Afghanistan war. Like that's the, that's the, the war uh, stories that they focus on trying to sanitize. And it's like, sure, and, and, and well. That's where we we get our freedom gas from now, Anthony. We got freedom gas. Rick Perry said they're not fossil fuels anymore. They're freedom gases. Well, clearly Operation Enduring Freedom was to get more freedom gas, right? (laughs) And they they showed this clip of like uh, uh, like veterans from Vietnam at the wall in in D.C., which is, you know, a really fucking depressing place. Like, you know, there's all these people that died in the Vietnam War fucking needlessly for a bullshit war we should have never been involved in but they paint it as look all these people come home with the scars of war and they were and they never got the 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 honoring and the respect that they they play off this this nonsense reagan narrative that you know people were like spitting on the troops from vietnam and they like that whole you know that that campaign strategy that carl rove cooked up or, or you know uh, right, the, the the lies that uh, uh drafted troops were disrespected which never actually happened and there was no reporting that ever anything ever happened of that until the 1980s the cia and reagan administration started planting stories anecdotally years after they allegedly took place which they never took place uh that you know when troops yeah. came back to civilian airports they got spat on by protesters well uh, troops coming back from Vietnam never came through the gates of civilian airports. They landed at air bases, as all troops do. They never came back on fucking civilian airplanes in uniform. So, again, totally bullshit CIA-planted story in the media. Great, great, great effective piece of propaganda. It's it's a lot, actually, sim- a lot like the welfare queen uh, bullshit narrative. Like, they literally, the Reagan administration literally cooked that up out of whole cloth because there's this one woman who literally... Uh, did do that like she was a quote-unquote welfare queen she would like fake a bunch of kids and she had like expensive cars and shit but she also murdered her husband and kept him in a closet for a month she was like an insane person like she wasn't you know like so they they used this one story and turned it into this anecdotal like well everyone living in the ghetto is a welfare queen and with like 15 kids and and a and gucci bet like they 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 created this narrative uh out of the story of a literal insane you know sociopath psychopath sure. whatever you want to call it like it's it's the guy crazy. who got let out of prison for one weekend and then murdered more people that that whole thing right yeah the willie um, horton yeah it's just willie horton exactly they're they're, they're fucking great at, I, i'll give it to them they're great sure. at fucking crafting a bullshit narrative and but getting the only the only reason those anecdotes work is because democrats 
will fucking balk at that shit. And they go, oh, they're right. We have to get tough on crime too now. They don't go, no, that's a bullshit story. Here's the real story using data of all the people that were locked up for nonviolent offenses that shouldn't fucking be there in the first place. They won't fight for those people because they don't actually care about those people. They care about identity politics, not laborers. They care about, uh, you know, the, having their, their token, uh, black person get elected. They don't care about the rights of Palestinians. Right. And we see this over and, and over and over. <laughs> None of this shit has fucking changed in my entire lifetime. Um, you know, and it, cha- it changed significantly right before my lifetime in the late seventies and early eighties. But yeah, I mean, this is nothing new. There's no new playbook here. It's Republicans decide the talking points and Democrats are like, Oh yes, sir. We, uh, we, we agree. We'll just differ slightly on the approach. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's any accident that anyone who remotely uh, talked about any kind of actual systematic change in the 60s got fucking killed. Like, that's that was the message of like, hey, don't fucking do this. We will kill you. The CIA will fucking murder you if you try to change the system. Uh, and people got the message. And in the 70s and the 80s, the Democrats became milk toast right-wing neoliberals uh who all went along with whatever the cia and the fucking military industrial complex wanted them to go along with and that's where we are today i mean that's you could trace that you know any kind of all the radicals of the 60s and even the you know the democrats who who you know tried to at least you know preach a somewhat left-wing message like people like rfk you know i don't don't even know if i would necessarily put jfk in that category but rfk was I would say significantly to the left of his brother, at least he campaigned that way. Um, they get fucking killed. So it's like, and, and obviously the real radicals of the sixties, MLK, you know, Mal- Malcolm X, uh, fucking Fred Hampton, like got murdered, uh, super, uh, yeah, wholesale. It, it was like, they're not even going to fucking set up a, a, an elaborate plot. That's just, we'll send the cops in and, and blow your house down kind yeah, of shit, yeah. you know? And, and it's like, well, right. <laughs> That that's the real agenda. When people are like, "Oh, Mueller, save us! Mueller, save us!" It's like, no, the FBI is not going to do that because that's not what they give a shit about, right? The FBI gives a shit about, uh, you know, <laughs> clearly not protecting their informants in trying to even fight their own fucking drug war. It's just how do we get the quotas? How do we get the most amount of people in prison? How do we get yeah. people to rat out someone else? How do we get a, a, a small fish to rat out a big fish? Well, we make them afraid, right? So, yeah, no, it, it's the people, you know, again, people, that's not liberals, it's neoliberals. Bullshit. I've written entire articles about how, the you know, the psychological reasons that liberals love law enforcement, you know, it's it's because they believe that police protect them, right? And and in some ways they do, but ultimately push comes to shove. You, you saw it with the Boston bombings after the Boston Marathon, the we we flipped from inverted totalitarianism to classic authoritarian totalitarianism where they went like house five by hours. house <laughs> five days it was like five days of like no, i mean it, it took like street. it took like hours for them to flip from like a fairly yeah, normal city to, to tanks rolling down the streets yeah. and doors being kicked in yeah and when they finally caught those two suspects who you know got convicted i guess we should call them convicted terrorists now that's i think that's fair yeah uh when they caught them people were still out in the streets celebrating because now like the fascism was open oh, was over was over and i was watching the live feed and as people celebrating in the streets the police like cracked down on just people celebrating they started pointing their, their their guns that were already drawn at people just like dancing in the street saying, get the fuck out of the street. 
and like the live feed television announcers were like, wait, what, 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 what just happened? I'm being told that, uh, wait, 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 what, what, what? Like just <laughs> random people celebrating these guys getting arrested were instantly threatened by the police because they were in the street. Like that's how quickly the, the, the you know, the Gestapo was like ready to fucking shoot anybody, you know, just people who are random bystanders. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Fuck this country, yeah. man. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not great. Um, <laughs> But can we oh, go back to Game God. of Thrones now? Yeah, right. Really, seriously. <laughs> a, a slightly less fast oh, version of our own reality. Yeah, slightly less authoritarian, mon- monarchic, uh, oligarchic society. Uh, Westeros. Oh fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've talked about all the politics we can uh, uh, <laughs> this week. Um. Obviously, uh, we also uh, did some Game of Thrones reviews. If you want to check that out, it's in the same feed as this one. Uh, we just finished our uh, last episode of Left of the Throne, our Game of Thrones review podcast. Uh, it's a kind of series wrap up. We talk about, um, you know, uh, we talk about the series as a whole, this final season. Uh, the, we talk a lot about the documentary that they aired, the two hour documentary about the making of the final season. Uh, so that's going to drop on Monday. Um, and that's, you know, that we had a lot of fun talking about that. Uh, so if you could check that out in our regular feed, obviously, uh, you can rate review and subscribe, uh, to this podcast on Apple podcasts, uh, and that helps us out, uh, in the ratings. Uh, you can find us and follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash move left idiots uh we are on uh patreon if you want to support the show that way patreon.com slash move left uh if you want to pick up any merch you can do so at tinyurl.com slash move left merch i am on twitter at move underscore left and i'm on twitter at smut collector yep and we will see you next week